Let's sit. Let's learn. Let's evolve. Let's talk. No more whispering in our minds. Today is Let's Talk Arts with your host, Rachel Sarah. Welcome to Let's Talk the Arts. I'm your host, Rachel Sarah, and as I say every week, I am so excited to jump into today's conversation. Today, we are actually lucky to have two guests. I am talking to Mitchell Stanley and Danielle McLean, and we are talking about their new incredible work that is launching this week. It is We Are Still Here. It is a film that interweaves eight powerful tales to tell a sweeping story of hope and survival. And it's a reminder to audiences across the Pacific that in spite of colonization, racism, imperialism, and the attempted erasure of Indigenous lives, that we are still here. And it will be released in cinemas nationally on the 16th of February. Danielle, how are you? I'm good, thanks. That's thanks for good. having me. Thank you for being here. I'm, like I said, I'm so excited to dive in here and I think it's a message that we all need to be reminded of as mobbers that we are still here and we're still thriving. But before we get into the detail of uh, the film, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and who's your mob and where you grew up? So, yeah, I'm a Waramangu Luritra woman. I'm um, from Central Australia. Um, I actually was born in Darwin in Larrakia country and I grew up going up and down the Stewart Highway between Darwin and Alice Springs. You know, always going home to country to my grandparents and cousins and yeah, family. Wow. But, yeah, we were based up up here in Darwin for um, most of my childhood. Well, yeah. Yeah, and so you're based in Darwin, Larrakia country now? I am now. I'm back here. I came back to Darwin when I was uh, pregnant for my little girl. We just wanted to be around family, you know. Yeah. So back in the territory. Yeah, <laughs> in the nice humid weather, I'm sure. Oh, yes, and I've got big hair, so yes, it's not good for frizzy hair. <laughs> so the film that you've been working on has been a long time coming. Uh, so the film is We Are Still Here, and it's being released nationally this week, like I mentioned. For listeners who might not have seen anything about the film, can you give us a bit of an introduction to what it's about? Yeah, as you said, it's a response to 250 years of colonisation in the Pacific. So uh, there's films from Australia and New Zealand and there are some Samoan filmmakers um, involved. So there were eight films. Um, Originally, we talked about making eight separate films, but we got into the workshop and we decided that we wanted to intercut the films and make it uh, more challenging as a film to watch, but also to make. Um, more surprising, I guess, as well, too. So um, they were all our unique responses to colonisation, some based in the past, mine's an animation, others based in the future. So, um, you know, we all tackled the idea of colonisation, but actually about survival of all of our mob um, in different ways. Yeah. I've actually been lucky enough to travel to both Samoa and New Zealand and as a First Nations woman walking on on their lands as well. It is, it's interesting to kind of take in, I guess, the similarities, but also the differences that um, we have as mob. And I'm really excited. I think that's a really interesting way to kind of share those stories, to make those connections. And, and the tagline for the film is, in order to move forward, we must first look back. So let's talk about that a little bit. What does that mean to you? Well, it's about acknowledging actually what happened in our country. Acknowledging the past and not, 
you know, this country's been really good at pretending that, you know, First Nations stories, the things that we want to share and what we talk about aren't based on truth because we're, you know, we, we had... Our stories are told orally and weren't necessarily written down, but actually there's so much powerful information out there that talks about what our families went through in order for us to survive. And I think, um, you know, there is this reckoning of, you know, acknowledging that past and saying this is what our countries were founded on and we need to acknowledge those to be able to heal. Yeah. And to move forward as all Australians, you know. Yeah. That's um, definitely something that resonates with me personally as well. That's something that my dad has always um, instilled in me is to understand, you know, or be able to move forward, we have to first understand the past. And I think that's definitely where we're seeing a huge gap. Definitely in Australia is that lack of understanding or that denial. And I think putting it into a film that's quite accessible um, to all of Australians and engaging in a way um, is going to be really great to close that gap um, between all people, which is exciting. So it is on the 250th anniversary of James Cook's arrival in the Pacific um, and obviously a time that is very traumatising for us to consider and think back and and a lot of generational trauma and, and I guess erasure of our knowledge and languages and customs. But can you talk to me a little bit about why it's important to tell these stories? And I know you have touched on why it's important, but why in particular do you think it's important to talk on these stories on the inva- um, the anniversary of the invasion? I think, you know, the 250 years was going to be, because of COVID, yeah. half the kind of, I don't know what they were really calling them, celebrations or acknowledgement of Cook and the, you know, his arrival in Australia and New Zealand in the Pacific, there was going to be quite a lot um, done in Australia. Those things didn't happen. And this was actually our right of reply to all those other celebrations. And just to say, you know, we we have a different stories to tell and we want you to know our story. You need to understand what his arrival meant to our people. Yeah, definitely. And if you're just joining us now, we are talking with Danielle McLean. She is one of the stars and directors of We Are Still Here, a film being released this week, February 16th. Now, Danielle, in some of the writing about this film, it sounds like each individual film works to draw out various experiences, like Indigenous people have um, faced in colonisation. You directed the opening of the film, the anthology Lourdes, which is an animation set in a predated utopia. Can you talk to me a bit about that film and what drew you to animations as a way of telling the story? Yeah, so Lourdes, my film Lourdes is, um, I decided to do it through animation so we could look at Australia pre-colonisation, but also because it deals with a lot of metaphors and stuff. And I was really interested in... uh, the fishing lines, the traditional fishing lines that were made on the coast and, you know, obviously the symbolism of the ship, the Endeavour, the Endeavour is such a big symbol of uh, colonisation and I wanted to connect those images but also connect it back to, you know, this traditional fishing line and and, um, our connection to the past and the future and, you know, that whole idea about survival, bloodlines, song lines, all those sorts of things. So there was a lot of metaphors um, being explored in this small film I was making with animation so I just felt like 
that was a really great way to do it. Yeah. Um, and I um, worked with animators who I've worked with before who are Darwin-based, Bonnie Bollinger and um, Dan Hartney mm-hmm. um, to do that, yeah. Yeah. And so has animation been your usual way to express yourself or is it something that you're kind of exploring now? I have um, used animation in my documentaries before. I've worked with Honey um, on a film I made about Cyclone Tracy mm-hmm. quite a few years ago. Um, so I have, ex- I just find it is an interesting way to talk about ideas, particularly things that are really strong with uh, strong metaphorical ideas and stuff. Yeah. And I love Honey's work. She's got a really beautiful colour palette and kind of almost painterly technique and I just thought that was really you know a striking way to um, tell this story yeah and so the film project is pretty explicit in its goal of telling the truth about colonial histories and indigenous futures was there a particular reason why you thought film was the best medium for these stories I think the thing was they the call out really was to filmmakers so you know it was the the call-out was done through Screen Australia's First Nations Department and uh, New Zealand um, Film Corp's uh, body and they were looking for First Nations filmmakers from the Pacific to talk specifically in response to the 250 years of colonisation. So we then all applied and they shortlisted and picked eight films that would become part of this anthology as I said, originally the anthology was going to be eight um, short films that might have just sat alongside each other. But once we got into a room, we decided we wanted it to be more challenging. We wanted to intercut it. We wanted to look, uh, you know, explore what that could look like. Yeah, cool. Um, I just, I'm really kicking myself that I have not been able to watch this yet. So I'm so excited. As soon as it comes out, I'm going to be the first in line to see it. But for those who <laughs> may not know, where can we kind of watch the film and how can people hear more about the work you've been doing? So the film is actually doing a a uh, tour around Australia and New Zealand. Um, what did we say? February? Yep, February 16th. <laughs> yeah, so February 16th, the film is being launched and is um, going to be at limited cin- cinemas around Australia and New Zealand. Um, I'm, you know, we're all, we're all based all over Australia and New Zealand. So we're all trying to get along to our local screenings. I'm going to actually be at one in Alice Springs next week. Amazing. Um, so if you, if, you know, if people get to come along, hopefully there'll be some filmmakers and, um, to do Q and A's in their, um, cities and towns as well. Yeah. Amazing. Well, we are going to chat with, Mitchell Stanley right after this little break but Danielle thank you so much for being on uh, our show today let's talk and I cannot wait to see we are still here so thank you so much yeah awesome thank you for your time thank you let's talk arts with your host Rachel Sarah All right, welcome back to Let's Talk the Arts. We are now joined with Mitchell Stanley. Uh, We've just listened to Danielle McLean to hear about her take on We Are Still Here. But Mitchell, tell us, how are you today? I'm really good, thanks, Rachel. How are you going? I'm really great, thank you. I'm really excited to be talking to you. Now, just to begin, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and who your mob is and where you grew up? 
Yeah, I'm a Raju Thala. Uh, my mob is from Wellington, New South Wales, out near Dubbo, central west of New South Wales. Uh, I grew up uh, around Sydney, around Erskineville, Newtown, kind of in a inner city kind of vibes. Um, but thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, thanks for coming. We're so excited to have you. And like I mentioned, we've just heard from Danielle about We Are Still Here, and it's being released nationally on February 16th. We're all, you know, waiting patiently to be able to check this out. But what is the film to you? What does it mean to you? Uh, for me, it's quite special. It's, I mean, I come from a, a background of television and documentary, and this is my first feature film. Um, working in the feature environment with, you know, a lot of, I mean, our whole directing team were four black women, four Indigenous women, I should say, um, from around the country. Most of them were Amongu and Tracy Rigney, um, who's not in Jerry, down from South Australia, but living in Victoria. Um, it to do that was absolutely special. It was one of a kind moment for me, and I think it will be a highlight in my career because uh, I look around of the films that have been made in Australia, well, around the world, um, and you don't really have an opportunity to work with a collective Indigenous people, not just from Australia, but on this film we got to work with our brothers and sisters over in Aotearoa and from the Pacific Islands as well. Uh, so working with a large team like that um, from all over for me was a highlight. Yeah, I can imagine. And just hearing you say how special it is to, you know, have the presence of black women and also just the range of different cultures coming together in this story, it's really quite powerful and special. Um, can you talk a bit about the process? I know it is quite collaborative, but I'd love to get into like some deep detail about how it actually came together and some of the challenges or the highlights beyond just doing the film. Yeah, I mean, it it did start out as an initiative between Australian Australia's Indigenous Department and the New Zealand Film Commission. Uh, it marked the 250th anniversary of the arrival of Cook um, mm. to Australia um, New Zealand and the Pacific Islands. And both our nations were celebrating that arrival on that anniversary. Uh, so the, the agencies had come together and said, you know, our mob have to have a response. And, you know, being film agencies, uh, naturally it was by making a film. So there was a call out to producers. Uh, we were the selected Aboriginal producers on this side. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, we had chosen the writers and directing team, and we developed all the way through. So they had come with ideas. Um, some kept their ideas. Some formed new ideas throughout the development. Um, and we had seen many anthologies uh, around the world. And from Australia and New Zealand, we had The Turning, Vi, and Waru. And it was very much a collective of um, filmmakers, but they just shot their chapters. And, you know, yeah. they all bookended. It was all neatly. We wanted to throw that out the door and we didn't want to abide by uh, filmmaking laws that, you know, seem to be apparent when making anth- anthologies. We're Blackfella filmmakers and Indigenous filmmakers from the region. Um, we wanted to tell stories our way and that is interweaving. Um, yeah. Our stories connect with those in New Zealand and they connect with those in the islands and it just... It's like cross-hatching. It's like our weaving. Um, yeah. That's how our story was. You can't have one without the other, almost. And that's how we uh, approached uh, this form of story- storytelling, as you can see, uh, with We Are Still Here. It's one film told by 
eight different lenses. Yeah. I think that's such a powerful way to tell that story in a holistic way as well, because I think we get so caught up in our own experiences on colonization and what that means. And particularly when you're seeing it through white lenses on the anniversary, it can be a bit confronting to kind of, not confronting, I guess, but frustrating in a way to not be heard. So I love how this film is going to actually shed a light and bring people on a journey and be seen as quite a powerful educational piece. Um, So the film itself, it obviously interweaves eight powerful different tales and, you know, it's a story of hope and survival. When you were kind of going through this process and creating the film, what were you thinking when you thought of hope and survival? Uh, th- there's hope and survival, but more so strength. Yeah. Um, and because it started out as a response to, you know, the anniversary of uh, the British colony arriving, um, there was this, this it actually happened uh, as a discussion between the teams, this language around if we speak up, um, we're told stop whinging, you know, why are you so hard done by? Without the British come here, what would you be? Who are yeah, you? Get over so, it. You get over it. That happened 200 years ago. So we abandoned that. I was like, you know what? This film needs to be about us. It's got nothing to do with the British. Yeah. Um, and it's a showcase of before they had arrived. We start with Danielle McLean's um, chapter, Lewid. Yeah. The animated piece. And then we go far into the future. Um, and it's a story of strength and resilience. Um, and for the longest time, we really struggled with coming up with a title and we didn't get it maybe till we had almost finished locking off the film and started doing the credits. And, uh, you know, it was at that point we realized this is the film we have, you know, got the common voice saying, we are still here. We are strong. We are resilient and we are beautiful people. Yeah. Um, and, I can't swear. I was about to swear on t- on radio, but you know we we don't really care what anyone else has to say. It's, this is not your history. This is ours. Yeah, so. yeah. And I was telling Danielle earlier. I've actually been lucky enough to travel both to New Zealand and Samoa, and it's just as a you know an Aboriginal war- woman, just being part of that culture and feeling like a little bit like your home away from home, like. Did you have similar experiences connecting with the different uh, directors and filmmakers? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, there are there are big differences, but there there are more similarities than what there are differences between our moms. Yeah. Um, I mean, we don't have a shared history, and our cultures aren't the same. Um, they are quite different, but the treatment and our response to colonialism, I think, are very similar between our, our cultures and uh, we there's a lot of shared humor between us um, yeah and you just there there is somewhat a familiar a familiarity um, with their mob and our mobs so mm. no they and they're very welcoming so yeah. it, was, it was great to be over there we had traveled over there for um, a bit of the development process our whole Australian team had gone over there so no it was it was good to work with them yeah most definitely deadly. And so it obviously has a pretty explicit um, role to play uh, in truth-telling about colonial histories and Indigenous futures. Talk to me a little bit about, I know it was through Screen Australia, but 
Why do you think film is such a powerful way to tell this story? I think film is a visual medium that a lot of people can connect with. Um, I mean, proof is in the pudding. It's travelled all around the world. It got one of the A-list festivals at Toronto International Film Festival. Mm -hmm. It won um, Best Drama at Imaginative Film Festival in Toronto as well. Uh, There's an empathy and uh, not so much sympathy, but an acknowledgement and that, that audiences can identify with our characters. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I mean, this is coming from a filmmaker. I'm a filmmaker, so it's my medium of choice. Yeah. Um, but with all the arts, uh, whether it be a song, you can identify with a song, with film, with drama, with theatre, um, I just think that we, we connect to an audience on a human level by way yeah. of story. Yeah, and so you were on the production side of this film. So what does that look like to kind of bring something like this together? <laughs> it was a great experience. I don't know if I'd do it again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm used to working with one director on one film. Yeah. Um, this one, we actually had 10 directors, but eight, eight um, uh, chapters. And it had its cha- it's it's it challenges. It had its challenges. Yeah. Um, and I think it was quite challenging for anyone. We can't ignore the fact that um, it was quite difficult. We had made it through covid uh, the filmmakers themselves, they um, they had to learn to adapt to make a film in a very different way that uh, you usually would because of the COVID restrictions and yeah. budgetary restrictions. Um, but they got there in the end, and I guess it's my job, along with Tony Stowers, um, uh, the Australian Samoan producer, and Mia Henry Tierney over in New Zealand, the Maori producer, we had to bring it all together and keep the you know ship afloat, so to speak. Um, and that was hard to navigate, but we got there in the end. Yeah. And so what would you hope that people will take away from this film? Um, I, you know what? I'm, I personally, I can't talk on behalf of the whole team. I made this for our mob to feel a sense of pride and to be heard. Yeah. Um, just know that they are acknowledged. Um and for the non-Indigenous people, uh, I hope those that aren't aware of how beautiful our mob are and our culture, are, uh, culture is, I hope they get a better awareness and understanding. I mean, uh, Survival Day had happened on the 26th and we had launched Tracy Rigney's chapter, her sizzle reel, and it opens with, you know, Leonie Wyman, the actress, spray painting the 26th of genocide. Yeah. And the horrible comments on social media that I got to bear witness just shows me how ignorant some people are and how uneducated uh, people are. So I hope people like that do get to go see it. And, um, I, I, I'm hoping that they can change their minds. Yeah. Uh, small minds for some of them, but yeah, yeah, I hope that ignorance can be, um, that gap can be closed with their unawareness and ignorance. Yeah, and I Just definitely... Just to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> no, we love honesty. And I think that's something that I definitely experience online as well is like around significant dates where we are trying to educate people. We are subjected to a lot of ignorant uh, and quite racist comments around it. But I think, like you mentioned, film is such a great medium to be able to tell these stories and take it to, I guess, the main stage. But I just want to quickly, before we sort of wrap up, 
taking it back to you just as an individual filmmaker outside of this project, what sort of inspired you to get into filmmaking? Um, I went to acting school when I was younger and uh, I actually fell into producing. I worked for NITV. Uh, They pushed me to go and train as a producer because of my background and skill set. And from there, I fell in love with it. I have the ability to collaborate with some incredible writers uh, and directors. And I just wish I had found that passion earlier. I I should, I'd never want, I I realized I I should never have been an actor and actually just gone straight into producing. But that's how we, um, you know, that's how it goes. But I absolutely love working with Blackfella creatives. I mean, yeah. we've just done, we are still here. Um, I've just worked with John Bell on the Mugai, uh, another incredible experience. Um, I just love our stories getting out there and I work hard, I think, to get our filmmakers heard and get their stories up and get them produced and made. So, yeah, yeah, that's my passion. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I think collectively across everyone, everyone that we've sort of yarned to, there is just a, a deep love of, of what, of what we do now last question but the idea of success like is that something that you subscribe to and and what does that sort of look like within I guess the landscape of this film but also you personally as a filmmaker uh, I think success is a personal thing um, I I used to when I first started I was like oh I want to get my first short film okay now I want to get my first TV show now I want to get my first feature documentary then I want to get my first feature film mm-hmm. um and it's just the challenges that you set yourself. Uh, my advice, or well, for my personal well-being, I don't like comp- to compare my success to anyone else's, or set a benchmark, um, or work to a benchmark that anyone else considers is successful. Yeah. As long as I'm happy, I'm healthy, and I get to work with the people I love and adore. Um, that for me is success. If I don't wake up every day going, "Oh my God, I hate my job. I don't want to go today." then I'm, you know, I'm not meeting my targets. But if I wake up like I do and I go, I'm so thankful and I'm so happy to be working with this person, that person, that person, let's go do it. I don't care if I've got to get up at 4 a.m. for, you know, a 5 a.m. call on on set. I love doing what I do. So I think that in itself is successful. That is such a beautiful answer, Mitchell. And I think a lot can be taken from just waking up and, and loving what you do. And I think this film will help mob feel strength in our identity and in our culture. So thanks so much for joining us. Just quickly before you go, where can people find you online? Uh, The film is uh, We Are Still Here on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um, The website is wearestillhere.co.nz. It's actually um, being managed out of our New Zealand team. Um, So, yeah, and I mean, for uh, for Australia, we're out... On the 16th of February yep. uh, for the mob in Brisbane. It's at Cooparoo, Wynnum. Oh, I had the list in front of me and I don't have it anymore. But the, the, if you if you do keep on to the social networks on Facebook um, or the website, we'll have updates in the next few days as to where it's being launched out of Queensland. Yeah, deadly. Well, I, again, cannot wait to see this film and take everyone that I know to go see it. But thank you so much for joining us, Mitchell. Thank you for having me, Rachel, and um, everyone stay deadly. Be great. Yeah, deadly and excellent. <laughs> Thanks, Mitchell. <laughs> no Take more in our mind. Let's talk Monday to Friday at 9am no on AAA Murray Country, the National Indigenous Radio Service 
and iHeartRadio. You can catch up on AAA.org.au, proudly supported by the Community Broadcast Foundation.